You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hello, happy Tuesday, my wonderful friends. I am so excited that you can join me for another episode of the No Farting Around Show. You guys, I just have to take a minute and just say thank you for everyone who tunes in, who listens. You guys really do mean so much to me. This was something that I really had on my heart to do for a very long time. And I finally just took plunge and did it. And I get messages all the time from people talking about how refreshing my podcast is and how they stumbled upon it and, and all that. And actually, I wanted to give a shout out. If you guys send me a message and say anything about the podcast, I'm going to give you a shout out on here because I do. I really appreciate you. So I'm going to give a shout out today to my friend, Kevin. I met him because he sent me a message on Facebook and basically said this. He said, Hey, Ashley, thanks for accepting my friend request to connect. I won't fart around and just come out and say it. Love the episode Leadership and Idiots about your date with the baseball stud who didn't own up to his mistake on the silly Harry Potter trivia game. I was so aligned with what you said on that episode in many ways. And I believe what is not taught out there, especially when you mention leaders help you find your own answers. Hashtag boom. So resonated with that because leaders lead and we have to lead more business minds to understand how to step up with themselves. Anyways, wanted to say love the style of your podcast that includes subtle humor and directness. Keep up the good work in what you stand for. Pleasure to be connected with you here. Thank you again, Kevin. Again, I messaged him and let him know, but you guys, I love, love, love getting those messages. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, for sending me that message. And it has been so nice to be connected with you. And actually, Kevin and I jumped on a call, a connection call, and um, he's actually going to be coming on the show because I loved everything that he stood for too. And yeah, I just wanted to, to send that out there. You guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you're listening and you really enjoy it, one, please leave me a review. I have not really asked people to leave me reviews, maybe because I don't know why, but so I'm asking you, if you're listening to this and you love this episode and you love this show, please leave me a review. I would be incredibly grateful. And also, um, feel free to reach out to me, guys. I am always here. I love, love, love connecting with you. And I would love, love, love to hear what resonated with you, what topics you want me to talk about, anything um, that stood out to you. It, it really is, you know, a fascinating and uh, wonderful place to be in the online space, to be able to connect with you guys. Um, I really, truly love it. So thank you again, Kevin, for that message. And thank you all for um, listening. So let's get into it today. I'm going to try and keep this episode pretty short because that was also something that <clears throat> I've started to notice. My episodes are, are, are getting a little long and I don't want them to get so long. I actually love around the 30 minute mark. So I'm just going to um, jump into it and let's see if we can try and keep it around that 30 minute mark. But I'm going to be 
<clears throat> excuse me, guys. Also, I am feeling a little bit under the weather, so I sound stuffy. I apologize, but hey, the show must go on. I wanted to talk to you guys today about something that happened in my mastermind group. All of my one-on-one clients that work with me, they get the opportunity to continue to work with me in a mastermind capacity. It's only open for my one-on-one clients, and I love having them in this mastermind capacity because there's a lot of mindset work that we're doing because they already know my strategy of messaging. And so now it's more of a let's tweak it, keep studying it, all that good stuff. But they move into the mastermind to talk a lot about mindset. And so I had asked all of them, would you guys like to do a money mindset training? And they all said yes. And I want to talk about this today because it was so fascinating and eye-opening and I'm laughing because the first time that I did this money mindset training um, with myself, I really noticed that they had a lot of the same answers that I did. And it was so just this huge aha moment for them. So I want to talk about what happened. Basically what I do is I, I ask them a series of questions. I have them journal it out and I'm not going to go through all the questions on here, but I'll go through some of them and feel free to journal these out if you'd like to, but it's going to be super eye-opening. But really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uncover what are the money blocks that you have that are preventing you from reaching the money goals that you want to reach. And listen, you guys, like when you start to do money mindset work, just be prepared that you are going to be opening up so many things. And I do this a lot within my hypnotherapy that we do, we, we try to uncover where are these thoughts coming from that are running these money stories in the subconscious. So one of the questions, let me just jump, I'm just going to jump right into the questions. I actually asked my mastermind members and then I ended up going to Facebook group and asking this one question because the answers were insane but I'm going to I'm going to go start from the beginning so the very first question that I asked them is I would say what is the amount of money that someone has to make on a yearly basis for you to consider them rich now, again, the numbers are all over the board. Some of my girls said, I think 250,000. Actually, a lot of them said 250,000. Um, and some said 500,000. And so it was just, it was all over the board. But it's super important that this, like, what is the amount of money that someone has to make for you to consider them rich? Now, again, I get this argued with me all the time. They're like, well, I don't think rich is a term of money. Just pretend we're talking about money here. Okay. Listen, I know you can have a rich life without having money, but the whole thing is a money mindset. So just, if you were to look at someone's bank account, let's just say that, let's say you pulled up someone's bank account and you saw a certain number in there. What number would it be for you in your mind to be like, wow, they're rich. What would that number be? Okay. So that's the first thing to know. And then I say, this one's really important. I say, okay, so what is the feeling that comes up if someone, like, let's say you were hypothetically in the grocery store and there were two women on the aisle, two men, whoever, whatever, two other people in the aisle next to you, and they say, oh my goodness, Ashley is so rich. Now, just replace Ashley with your name, right? It needs to be with you. So let's say you're Susan and they say, oh my gosh, Susan is so rich. What is the immediate feeling? that comes up for you, not the thought, just the feeling, right? And it's crazy because it's all over the board. And what most of a lot of people, like a lot of my clients, when I ask this question, the feeling that came up 
was shame and denial. Oh, think about that for a second. They were like, it was a negative feeling. It, it was immediately a negative feeling. And the next question is, if you continue to hear them talking about you, what would they say? And what came up was like, she is a fraud. She got lucky. That was a really big one. A lot of my girls said, oh yeah, she just got lucky. And then the, another person said, oh, she's worked really hard for what she's gotten. Yeah, she's got this business and she's doing all these speaking engagements. Basically, she said, I would assume they'd go into listing what everyone thinks I'm crushing at right now. And then the, another answer was she would think that, that she basically cheated her way to the top. All of these negative things. Think about this, you guys. It was so crazy listening to these. And listen, my clients are high-achieving women. Like they're used to ten thousand dollar weeks, forty, fifty thousand dollar months. Like these aren't just these aren't just the people who aren't making money. Like these are women who literally have have these negative thoughts about money. Okay, and so it was fascinating because not a single person, not a single person said things positive. Okay. And so I want to stop there for a second and talk about this because this was something that was really big for me. So when I first did this, when I first did this training, I also said, I said 200,000 would be considered rich. And then on the flip side, I also asked the question, how much money does someone have to make for you to consider them poor? Right or lower class. And sometimes it's, oh, 50,000 a year was what some people said, 60,000 a year, right? And for me personally, I've, I have gone down this money mindset training for so long. And one of the biggest things about that came up for me was I grew up in lower class. I didn't, we didn't grow up a whole lot, but I will also say this too. We were in a ton of debt. So almost all of our money went towards bills and debt. And so we really truly didn't have a lot to spend or a lot left over. And it's funny because later on when I started doing even more training on this money mindset stuff, I had this epiphany that I had to write down what were my thoughts about rich people? What were my thoughts about poor people? And that's another question you could write down. What are your thoughts about poor people? Actually, I'll ask you this question first, then we'll get back to this. I'm going to go down a lot. I'm going to jump a lot here because it's going to make sense towards the end and I'll tie it all in a big bow. But the first thing that I asked this question, when you were younger or you were a child and you were in the car with your parents or in the car with friends or in the car with whoever, and you pass someone begging on the side of the street, or you pass a homeless person on the side of the street, if you're in a big city, what was said about that person in the car? Or what was the energy or what was the feeling like in that car? And it's always something negative. It's always, um, one of my clients actually said that they did something wrong to get there. They made a bad decision. Guess what she struggled with the most? when it came around money, making decisions. She was so afraid that she was going to make a bad decision that would not, that would cause her to not make money. And so therefore she got stuck in indecision. She literally sat there and debated, 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 debated to where she almost missed her opportunity. And she never really grew. She just stayed stagnant. And I bring that up too, because when going back to what I had to write down, what were my thoughts about rich people and poor people, what came up for me when it came up for rich people was that, I mean, for poor people, sorry, we'll do poor first. 
poor people lie. And let me tell you why I thought that. Because I considered us poor growing up. And my mom would always lie. She would lie and say she made more or she would say something cost more to make herself look better in front of people like she wasn't poor. And then on the flip side, she would lie about making very, like she would lie and say she made less than what we made to be able to get some benefit of some sort, to get a handout of some sort, to feel pity so that she could get something. So I saw it on both ends that she would just lie. So in my mind, I built up this subconscious thought that poor people lie. Now, here's the funny thing, guys, this is all going to tie in together. When I started exploring what I thought about rich people, a thing that came up was rich people lied. And here's why I thought rich people lied, because the only person that I really knew growing up that was very rich was my, my friend's dad. And he basically would lie all the time to his family. He would lie and say, I'm going to be at your soccer game. And he would never show up. He would also lie to, he lied to my friend's mom and they, he ended up having an affair. And there was this big, huge thing that happened. It was really messy and we're in a small town. So everyone knew about it. And he just always lied and he broke promises. And so I always thought to myself, like, wow, I never want to be rich. And my mom would even make like comments too. Of, oh yeah, he's just out there making that money and not being a family man. And like all these things are like, oh yes, just go chase another dollar. Like she used to say those things all the time. And let me tell you what this resulted in. You ready for this? When it came to me money-wise, it resulted in me making directly in the middle between what I thought was poor and what I thought was rich because I stayed at that range in between 60,000 a year to 200,000 a year. I, I hit about right in the middle, about 120, 130. I stayed there. <laughs> and I like to self-sabotage myself for making more. And I just told myself, I just got to stay right here. That's good. I'm comfortable in that spot. Because I thought if I'm in the middle, I can't be considered rich and I can't be considered poor because then I'm not a liar. You guys, I'm like laughing over here thinking about it now, but this is what our brains do. This is what happens. And I bring this up, especially what happened in my, with my mastermind girls. And I asked, asking them these series of questions, especially like in the grocery store where they saying about you, it was all these negative things. And so let me tell you the third question that I asked them after I asked those first two is I say, do you want to be rich? And they immediately are like, hell yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So do you see, it's so funny though, because then I say, okay, but you guys have all of these negative thoughts about rich people, about people who have money. And not only that, when you think about two strangers talking about you being rich, it's so negative and it makes you feel awful. Because I do, I ask them, if you overheard them saying those things, how would that make you feel? And they would be like, awful. I'm like, do you see how you're resisting money? Like you're resisting making it because you're so afraid that these people are going to say these things that you think they're going to say about you if you're making money. Yes, you have the desire to be rich. Let me just say this right now. I see this 
in so many different industries. So many, oh my gosh, I could just scream. And I talk about this a lot in messaging, right? Listen, you have a desire. Everyone has wants, right? And this is what I preach about all the time, about you have to create thought-shifting content. Because everyone has wants. Everyone has beliefs. Everyone has desires, right? We all want something. We all desire something, right? As an entrepreneur, everyone desires to make money. Okay? Like, that just point blank, that is a fact. If you are in business, you want to make money. Because if you did not want to make money, you would not be in business, okay? And we all agree on that. Let's agree on it. But you don't understand why you aren't making it, right? But here's the thing. And then people will come in the industry and try to sell you the how. They're like, oh, here you go. Just do X, Y, and Z and you'll make money. All of my clients, every single one of them that I ask these, this money mindset training to, they'll all tell you they know the how. They all know the how, guys. Like, we all know how to actually make money. We really, truly do. But there's subconscious things holding us back from doing it. And this is a perfect example. Because when I literally said, oh, my gosh, someone is talking about you and they're saying that you're rich. What else are they saying in that conversation? It was all negative things. It was all negative things. So please tell me why you then are going to feel motivate, motivated to go out and make a lot of money if you think everyone's going to make you feel terrible for making money. You're never going to want to go out and do that, right? Like you never want to go out and make money if you think you're going to feel terrible about making it. There's no way you're going to actually wake up and say, let me go and feel terrible today. There's not. And this is why, you guys, like you have to change those thoughts in your mind. This is why I say, that you can have the how all day long, but if you do not have the awareness, if you don't have the awareness showing you how you're actually getting the result you have right now, no amount of how is going to help you, right? This is why you can see so many people do the exact same thing and get completely different results. Because it's, they're doing the exact same actions. Why are they getting different results? Because they have different programming, different thoughts, different patterns. Oh, I can go on and on. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I want to keep this short, but we're going to go back to the money. So with my clients, I ask all them, do you want to be rich? And they're all like, hell yes, 100%, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is the whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast today. This is the whole reason. Because I'll go on, I'll ask it, ask them a few more questions about money, all that stuff. And I ask them about what are your thoughts about rich people? Who's the richest person you know? Like all these questions, right? And then I ask this question. And this is what the kicker is. I say, do you believe there is a difference between being rich and being wealthy? And if yes, what is the difference? Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let me just say, when I did that, guess what? They all said something around rich is quick money. I'm going to go read. I'm going to actually read the results of what I said. And what do you think the difference between 
rich and wealthy are? Let me read you guys the actual answers that they said, which is so funny. Okay. They said rich is temporal, bank account income. Rich people make money and blow it. Wealthy is a more of an identity. Rich is fleeting. Rich is temporary. I would rather be wealthy than rich. And then they also said, rich is how much income you are making, income you need to make to support your lifestyle and how you use that money. Rich people don't make smart decisions with their money. And she said, how hard people have to make or how hard people have to work in order to get to that rich status. If they work from the ground up, they appreciate it more. And then one went even on to say, when I think of rich, I think of like big movie stars or athletes or whatever that got all the money and then blew it all. And wealthy, I feel, is assets. Guys, all right. Now, this is where I get the most flack. I get the most pushback because rich and wealthy are the exact thing definition wise. If you go and you read the definition, which I'm going to read it for you, dictionary.com says the definition of rich is having a great deal of money or assets, semicolon wealthy. Okay. Now let's look up the definition of wealth. Okay. Is having an abundance of valuable possessions or money. You guys, they are the exact same thing. So they go, listen, I let all the people in my mastermind go on this tangent. And they're all like, yeah, riches, blah, blah, blah. And I'm even going to go back to what one person said, but they were, it was all negative about rich. And so when I got done, I kind of stopped there and looked at them and I said, but all of you guys told me you wanted to be rich. Every single one of you said, hell yeah, absolutely, 100%, when I asked if you wanted to be rich. And they all go, ugh. You could feel it, right? You could feel the tension. And then they try to argue with me, but yeah, but you didn't ask as wealthy. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I want, what I want you to see is that you're sitting here saying you want to be rich, but all of your thoughts about rich people and being rich is negative. So of course you're not reaching the goal that you want to reach because you think it's a negative thing to be rich. <laughs> oh, and what's funny too, because when I asked him, how much money does someone have to be make for you to consider them rich? And they all said 200, 250. Guess where they were? About 30 to 50,000 underneath that. They stayed right underneath it because subconsciously they're resisting making money and becoming rich because they have all of these negative thoughts around it. Can we talk about that? Now, I even went to my Facebook page because I wanted to understand what does other people think about? What does other people think about this? And I was like, huh, let me see what everyone else. So I asked, in, in your opinion, what is the difference between being rich and being wealthy? Some people said, um, rich is based on having a lot of money in the bank or having the ability to create massive cash 
when you need it. It's temporary. Wealth is based on having so much more than money. A wealthy person often has assets. Now, again, going back to the definition of rich, and it, which is actually really funny because rich, the definition of rich actually talks about assets, right? Having a great deal of money or assets right, is rich. So it's funny that they immediately say that anyways. And then it says, someone said wealth is long-term, rich is fleeting. I suppose affluent means having lots of money or whatever you like, whatever is luxury, that's wealthy. Rich is less so, more of just you have lots of money, but you're still miserable. That is what someone said. Being rich means you're miserable. Oh my gosh, guys. I could go on and on. I love this one because I totally agree. It's someone's personal vocabulary preference. I was like, spot on. But anyways, because they are literally definition-wise the same thing. This one said, interesting to see these perspectives. Rich for me is a state of being and wealthy is being worth over eight figures. Okay. And then it says, I think rich is quick, get it gone. Wealthy is long-term brick by brick growth, hard work. You guys, I'm telling you, it's insane, right? Now, if I was asked every single one of these people who commented on my Facebook page, I would have said, do you guys want to be rich? And they probably ought to have been like, heck yeah, 100%. What's even more interesting is I asked the question, do you feel like you have to be rich before you can be wealthy? And everyone was like, no. So funny and so interesting, isn't it? But I want to go back to this because that last comment was basically hard work. She was saying wealthy is hard work. And one of my girls said that. It said, she said, it's how hard people have to work in order to get to that rich status. If they work from the ground up, they appreciate it more. Now, you want to guess what thought always comes up for this client? That she has to work hard to make money. And that can be a whole other podcast. I actually am going to do an entire podcast on that because that is a thought that, I, that has plagued me for a long time too. But everything that comes up is she has to work hard to be successful. She has to work hard to make money. So she overcomplicates everything. She procrastinates. She, she also tends to put herself in situations where she has to work really hard to get the sale. So what I mean by that, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, she has very low prices for her offers and she's trying to sell a high ticket service. So she's trying to sell a high ticket service at a low price. So what ends up happening is these people are like, you obviously can't be good at what you're doing because you have a low price. So she makes it almost harder for them to buy her offer because her price doesn't match the service. Again, that could be a whole nother podcast. We could talk about pricing and how the value of what you, the value of what you offer needs to match a certain price. That would just be like, Let's say you're going to go buy a Ferrari and they're like, oh, it's only $2,000. You're going to be like, there is something wrong with this freaking Ferrari. There is no way this Ferrari is $2,000. And maybe it's the best Ferrari on the planet. You don't think you're getting a good deal when you buy a Ferrari for $2,000. You think there's something wrong with it. And that is something that we see a lot like within our offer. We had to do a lot of mindset work about that. But it's this, all these thoughts, you guys. And so it's funny because a lot of the personal thoughts, I actually... Take that back. I just had a conversation. I was at a conference the other week and I got to speak to a guy named Mel who is a big financial coach. 
I actually talked to him after the conference for about 20, 30 minutes about investing and stock markets and all these things. And like just, oh my, just a wealth of knowledge and so amazing. And I just loved him. And we got on this topic of concept of this concept of rich versus wealthy. And he literally said the comment of, I tried to avoid money mindset for a very long time. I actually tried to avoid talking about money uh, mindset. He's, I really, truly just wanted to do the facts of like money and here's the how-to and all these things. And he goes, but at the end of the day, what you subconsciously believe about yourself and the world and people around you always pours into your money situation. And I looked at him and I was like, spot on 100%. Why? Because this is a perfect example. She was always my client who would sit here and has this thought of, I have to work really hard to make money. She was an overachiever as a child. She only got praised when she achieved things. She never just got praised for being her. Her parents always wanted her to do more and more. And they only praised her when she was overachieving and doing things. And so in her mind, she always thought you just have to work really hard to get what you want and you have to work really hard to get attention. Now she is now a business owner offering a service. So guess what? She's always going and working really hard to get people to notice her. So she's overcomplicating the process. She's jumping from platform to platform, from platform to platform. She's not being consistent. She's doing this and it didn't work. Now she's doing this. She's doing, like, and it's obviously being reflected in her money. Crazy how this works out. And so I want to wrap this up because again, I could go down so many rabbit holes on this. I actually, and it's funny because I've even thought like there was a part of me at one point that was like, maybe I should just start really focusing on money mindset to begin with, because it is, it comes up in everything. Every single thing is entrepreneurs. It comes up. My husband is not even an entrepreneur and it comes up all the time and it's nothing to actually do with money, guys. That's the funny thing. It, it actually has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with what you were raised to think about certain things. I'm going to give you one last example and then I'm going to wrap it up. So my husband, he has wanted this truck. He has wanted a Ford F-250 Lariat. I think I'm saying that right. For years and years. Okay. He has Googled it. He has looked at it. He has done all these things. All right, guys. So I'm just going to let you know that this truck is like almost an $80,000 truck brand, which I was like, what? I didn't even know trucks were that expensive to be dead honest with you. I didn't know that was the price of these trucks, but we got to the point where I was like, Ben, listen, babe, if you want this truck, you want it. Why like go buy it. Let's go get the freaking truck. Let's trade in your car. Let's get the truck. We can get this truck. And I literally am telling him, you can go buy this truck if you want to buy this truck. And he, it took him months and months to actually go and buy this truck. And when we started talking about it, I said, why? He said, I don't want people to think I'm greedy. And I said, why would people think you're greedy for buying a truck that you've wanted for years? He said, because I don't want them to look at me and think that I spent my money on materialistic things instead of on things that really matter. And I was like, and what would you make that mean about you? He said that I'm not a good person and I'm not helpful. So guess what? His whole mindset thing was that he thinks that 
he is not helpful if he spends money on himself or if he pays attention to himself. Now, in childhood, he was the middle child. Yes, usually the middle child is the one that's always helping with things because the oldest is starting to, they can help themselves. And then the middle is almost like, oh, they're this sticky middle, basically. Like the sticky middle. They call it kind of middle child syndrome where you didn't get a lot of attention that usually you weren't as good as your older sibling. That's the whole thing. He was never as good as his older sibling in his mind. Not that nothing against his parents whatsoever. It was in his mind, he was never as good as his older sibling and he never got the attention. He never got the attention that his younger sibling got. So for him to get attention, he started to become very helpful. He's an Enneagram too. If anyone else is, is wondering about this, right? You're into the Enneagram at any chance. He is a two wing three. So he would be really helpful, right? Because he thought if I help, then I'll get attention. And then to compete with his brother, his older sibling, he thought he had to be an overachiever. So he thought, I just have to do things that are very impressive. I have to be an overachiever. So for him, it morphs together. So the more he helped, the more he felt accomplished. <laughs> oh God, he's probably going to kill me that I'm talking about all this, but it's funny. He always says, I should stop coaching again. I'm like, hey, listen, you need the coaching. Hey, you need the coaching. I actually asked him, I said, will you please come on my podcast? You guys, listen, if you are listening to this episode, and you want my husband to come on to this podcast and we can dig into all these things, leave me, literally send me a message. Send me a message and tell me, I want your husband to come on the podcast and I will show him. And I'll be like, look, the people are requesting you, babe. Like, you need to come on the show. Because he's like, oh, I don't want to go on the show. He gets really nervous and he stutters when he when he gets nervous. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm like, please, it'd be so much fun. So you guys, you the people, you tell me if you want him to come on the show and I will show him. And if you show him, he will want to be helpful and he'll come on the show. Okay. So we can get around that. But there's just so many things though. There's so many things. And so for him, he thought if I went and spent all of this money on this truck, in some twisted way in his mind, he would not be considered a good person because he wasn't using that those resources, that money to help some. And he always, and listen, this is probably you too. He would always say, I don't need that. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. I don't give a crap if we need it. I want it. Like, I don't like the energy of needing something because when you have the energy of needing something, it feels desperate, right? Like I want the energy of wanting something. God, it feels so good to want something. Um, again, a whole other podcast could talk about actually wanting something and what that energy feels like. But I'm telling you guys, it always goes back to what we think on a personal level. Money always ties into it and it's so important. And I do a lot of this work with my clients because they're hiring me to help them with messaging and making, and they help, hope that messaging is going to make them more money. But as I always say, your messaging is a reflection of your mindset, right? And so we have to work on mindset because I can give you the tools. I can give you the how-to. I can teach you how to actually create the most amazing messaging. But if you have a lot of money drama, like you have a lot of mindset drama around money, you're not going to be able to make what you think you're going to make. Messaging is like just one part of it. We have to do mindset work too, because a lot of the times as well, and you guys can, I know you'll, you'll believe me when I say this. A lot of the times when you attract clients, you're attracting clients who are like you. 
Mm, talk about that for a hot second. You're reflecting your, your junk in your messaging. Therefore, you're going to attract people who trigger that junk in you. And then instead of working on it, instead of working on yourself and making yourself a great coach or a great consultant, a great strategist, you're going to turn around and then blame them for being a bad client. No, honey, they're not a bad client. They literally just showed you things you need to work on. I, that People are always like, gosh, I don't want to work with bad clients. But I, and this is also another reason why I don't work with beginners, because I feel like as a beginner, you need to work with bad clients. You need to work with clients who aren't going to be the best fit for you. Why? One, you learn what it is you're really good at and who you actually love to work with. And two, it starts to reveal the things you need to work on. Let me say that again. It's going to start to reveal the things you need to work on. Bad clients actually give you the opportunity to. And so I don't really work with beginners because they they don't, one, they don't really know who their ideal client is yet. They have to go out and do the messy work. And that's what's hard because they'll get a few clients. And then when they get some really bad clients, they stop. They stop their whole business or they stop going out marketing and they stop. They like stall themselves. They're like, I have to know, keep going. This is the perfect opportunity for you to learn. The perfect opportunity for you to learn. And you need to learn this lesson. Like, oh, again, a whole other podcast I could go on. But yes, okay, back to this, let's wrap it up. All I want to say about this episode is if you have negative thoughts about rich people or being rich, you are never going to make the money that you want to make. Or let's say you do, let's maybe, you know, I'm not even going to say never because I should never say never, but maybe you do actually make the money you want, but you're going to then self-sabotage yourself with it because you have negative thoughts about it. Okay. You have to do this work. And this is something that is so important. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of a tangible thing. Pay attention to what you think when you are around people who make money or you are around people who drive nice cars, think about just the little thoughts in your head. For example, this is something that I used to think all the time because I was told this as a child. Let's say someone had a really nice truck or a really nice, very expensive car. I was always thought, oh, that's drug money. Like I literally remember someone being like, oh yeah, that's drug money. And I believed it as a child. So then I would think, oh, they're bad. They only got money because they did something bad. So guess what? Subconsciously, I thought rich people do things bad to get money. And not, not even to mention, that's what we're portrayed in media all the time. Have you ever watched a, a movie, a show, anything where the rich person was the hero or the rich person was the good person? They're never the good person. They're always painted as the villain. The big bad villain, the big bad wolf, right? Like they're always painted like that. Think about just random things, just those little things. And I'll even give you another example. Because again, I've done so much. Again, I never share anything that I've not done the work on, guys. Let me tell you. And I'm taking you sometimes with me on the journey. I'll even share this. But I actually was in Subway about a couple weeks ago. And I caught myself with this. There was a woman that walked in and she had a very expensive purse. 
And she went to go pay for her subway. It's like, what, $7? And her card got declined. And my immediate thought was, we didn't spend all that money on a stupid purse. Maybe you'd have money to buy $7 worth of subway. And then I stopped myself and I said, oh, no, you don't, Ashley. Absolutely not. Don't you dare think about that. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Hold on. Let me try another one. She tried another one and it worked. But I literally thought to myself, like, Ashley, like I caught myself with that thought. And I was like, absolutely not. Or you never know. Her car, maybe her, like I've had that happen to me before where I bought, I put $20 worth of Starbucks on my app and my card, my bank flagged it thinking that my card got stolen because I put money on the Starbucks app. And it, then I went to go to a hair appointment that was like $200 to get my hair done. And I went to go scan it and it didn't work. And I was like, I know that I have money in my account. What is going on? And they were like, no, it's rejected. It's declined. And so I had to use another card. So I'm like, that could have easily happened to her. You have no idea what had happened. And so I, I had to stop and I had to say that. And I had to literally just tell myself, absolutely not. Oh my God. One, I turned around. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Isn't that amazing that she has two bank accounts? Like I literally thought that to myself. Like She has so much money. She has two bank accounts. She's so good with her money that she buys the things that she wants. And maybe she has another account where she spent on budgeting, like budgeting just for the food and all this so that she can go out and buy this beautiful purse that she wanted to buy. I immediately changed all my thoughts about it. But it is, you guys, it's so subtle. And it's these little things that creep up, but it's so true. Just pay attention, guys. Just pay attention to the thoughts that you have. But that's it, guys. The whole podcast on rich versus wealthy um, and how I don't even think there's a verse that they are literally the same thing definition wise. The only thing that makes them different is your perception and your thought and your programming them about it, which is phenomenal because guess what? We have control over that. We have control over what we want to think about it. And so I encourage you to change your thinking about it if it's negative. If you have any negative thoughts around rich people, wealthy people, money in general, explore those thoughts, become aware of it, and then just decide yourself, do I want to think this about money? No, right? So that's it, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope you all have the most amazing rest of your week. Again, thank you so much for being here and listening, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Ah, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback, and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode, and until then, I will smell you later.